0: It's gonna be a football game tonight, man. No doubt.
1: It's gonna be a football I'm, I'm game bad. here. Okay. I,
0: I done been here All right, let's go, baby. Hey. Let's get beside the game. Fourth and goal. Yeah, oh. And they're gonna snap it. And it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Falls. Touchdown. Gavaloa trying to make up for it, fires to the end zone, touchdown, Alabama
1: wins! Ladies and gentlemen, football to the max! Here are your hosts, Sean Garmer, Gary Vaughn, and Eric Watkins. Hello and welcome to Football to the Max. Yes, we have returned from a not supposed to be this long hiatus but we're back so yay uh we were gonna come back earlier from the draft but then the world cup started and that is one of those things where (laughs) it's hard enough just to focus on one kind of football then to you know focus on the other kind when it's like not even training camp is difficult and then just stuff happens, so it is what it is. But on this episode, uh, we're going to start our division previews, so this will be our AFC South preview, which does contain my co-hosts, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars here, Mr. Eric Watkins. How are you doing, sir? And oh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know you've been talking football already on the kickoff, so... Hey, yeah, talking a little football and uh, sports-slash-football.
0: Sorry. <laughs> An unfortunate kind of sports-slash-football hit pretty close to home today, dealing with a bit of a tragedy. Oh, it, it's just... Today in particular hasn't been good, and then with what happened during the game itself Friday night, it's not a good weekend. Not a good
1: weekend. Yeah, this has been a course me but doing a lot of things with gaming that is a huge deal right now. And it hits us because it's a it's a Madden tournament. It's the one of the things that a lot of people our age and even younger will really have gotten into the NFL along with fantasy football due to Madden. Mm-hmm. And it's a, s- a sad day that in Jacksonville today we had people die and or people are injured at a Madden tournament because someone couldn't deal with losing. Now, obviously apparently this kid had a mental problem as well that may have contributed to why he acted this way but st- still it's an awful awful thing and yeah uh, can't believe we're having to talk about that
0: Ew, yeah it is it, just whenever it hits close to home like this it really does and everybody's thinking well this isn't like us it won't happen here hmm.
1: unfortunately it is and it does You said you live like 15 minutes from the place where it happened? Yeah, so where...
0: For anybody unfamiliar with Jacksonville, this was at the Landing. Think like waterfront, almost like semi-outdoor mall. There's a lot of concerts that goes there. They have some really great bars, pubs, restaurants. It's a different store. It's about three stories and... One of the places in there was holding the Madden qualifier, and that, especially that part of downtown, I don't go to too often. But yes, I am about 15 minutes kind of south, no, northwest,
1: northeast of where it
0: happened. That's where my neighborhood
1: is. Gosh. Well, again, it's... And this is also being streamed on Twitch and everything, so imagine that, like, the people that are watching this... Oh! You know, having to see these... This stuff happening. I think think the camera might have gone off at a certain point, so they didn't see exactly people actually, like, getting shot, shot, but...
0: No, what happened, if you were looking at the stream and they've been showing clips of video, or clips of it here on the local news, it's, you see the game going on, and then all of a sudden you, you may be able to see, if you pay close enough attention, what looks like a red dot coming from a laser pointer or a laser sight, and you see, or you hear, just pop, pop pop, pop, and then you just see, well, they disconnect their controllers because, well, they're
1: obviously running to take cover. Right. Gosh. Well, I hate that we're having a transition from this into talking about actual football right now, but, yeah, and we will have to talk about these Jacksonville Jaguars as well.
0: Oh, <laughs> And if that wasn't enough, this was about 48 hours after fans in the preseason game taking on the Falcons, which both of those guys in the aforementioned video were playing as the Falcons in the Madden tournament. The real life Falcons? Hmm. Helmet to Marquise Lee's me. Things bent the wrong way. They brought out the cart. It's not good.
1: Yeah, he's someone they were counting on because uh, two of their big receivers are now gone to other teams. Yeah, yep. Uh, they did bring in one in his stead along, but still, Jacksonville Jaguars. If for some reason you don't know the story, they have been—they have been absolutely doing everything they can to improve that defense. They Mm -hmm. brought in Malik Jackson, Calais Campbell, Telvin Smith. They drafted Miles Jack and Jalen Ramsey, uh, A.J. Boyer. The list goes on of that tremendous defense that they have. They absolutely went out and delivered one of the most standout performances of the year. That entire season, uh, they were called Saxonville for a reason. Mm-hmm. And now they're looking to be able to bring that into year two with different personnel for Blake Bortles on offense with Dante Moncrief. And, uh, well, Marquise Lee was going to be the other receiver that you're really counting on there, but now he is... Uh, probably done for the year or at least done for a while. And so it's Moncrief and the the guys that were there that last year, aside from Alan Robinson, Alan Hearns, that are both gone. And uh, Leonard Fournette will have to try to do it again. Hopefully he has a better uh, carry average than he did last season. He went over 1,000 yards, but he had to work really hard to do it. He only yeah. had about, like, four yards of carry, so.
0: Right, and from what I've seen with the Jaguars and their offensive line, that's really been a big plus. And Leonard mm-hmm. Fernandez shown he's had the capability of much bigger runs, especially here in the preseason. But <sighs> at the same time, Not only does Bortles have really nobody to throw to, but he is making some of the same mistakes that just won't go away at quarterback. And at times, yes, if we can grind out a 9, 12, 14 play drive, we can score. But we're not seeing much beyond that. Not going to be able to do much beyond that. So. While the defense should stay up there, the offense is really going to make this team take some major steps back this season. And from my sources that I have in the organization, don't expect a lot of uh, splashy moves on offense. Uh, Anybody who's been saying, I know a lot of analysts, pundits have said, why don't the Jaguars make a trade for Teddy Bridgewater? That's not happening. That is not happening.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think they want to rock the boat there. Oh, no, it's not in the way that you would think. I'll leave it at that. Well, yeah, but I mean, Blake Bortles did well enough for himself last year that, you know, he kind of deserves to get another year to see if he can do it again. Uh, You know, they did add Andrew Norwell, one of the best offensive linemen out there to mm-hmm. to help shield him. So that's a plus. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, for me, the biggest question might be, can the defense be that dominant again? Like, how dominant they were is not something you just do the next year. It, I mean, they were super dominant. They were,
0: but I think what gave them away If you look at what happened in the playoffs, not so much against Buffalo, which, yeah, their fandom is going to take another hit over the next few weeks at minimum, but if you look at the divisional round against Pittsburgh, the AFC championship game against New England, they were really, really exposed. And I think a lot of other teams this season are getting that blueprint and say, okay, can we have these certain protection schemes to kind of keep away Calais Campbell? You know, we don't necessarily have to throw to Jalen Ramsey, but we can throw in certain situations to where we can take him out of the play. And more and more teams are going to develop that. I don't know how much defensively the Drag Wars are going to be able to react to those changes.
1: Yeah, I do wonder about that. So definitely... We know the strength is the defense, mm-hmm. uh, especially the defensive line, that uh, barring injuries, that is, is not going to change much, but they are stacked almost everywhere else. I do wonder if – do you think that there is perhaps a little bit of too much overconfidence with Jalen Ramsey and that, you know, he's in magazines rating quarterbacks and yeah, all that? I mean <laughs> – I know? mean –
0: yeah, I do, but at the same time he's going to work and see if he can really back it up. Cuz I mean, we've had receivers in the past with their charts going up against their defenders and how much that they were going to catch on. Them. We had Riva Silent, we've had Richard Sherman. So, this is nothing new, but it's just those guys were able to handle the pressure they put on themselves. Now it's up to Can Jalen Ramsey handle the pressure he just put on himself? I want to say to an extent, yes. But again, we'll find out the first week or two of the season.
1: Yeah, certainly. Uh, I mean, the thing is, too, this whole division, uh, depending on some factors, may have gotten even tougher than last year. I I think injuries are obviously a a big factor uh, Mm -hmm. that helped the Jags a bit last year as well. But I mean, they could once again help this year and you've also got a lot of turnover on uh, some of the teams as well in the, the coaching positions. So uh, that could be a factor. And let's talk about that for the team that was next in line, the Tennessee Titans, they made the playoffs last year they made a tremendous comeback in being able to get past that first round of the playoffs and, and beat the Chiefs, some something a lot of people thought that wasn't going to happen, and they did. Even with that, though, and especially the way they lost to the Patriots, they kind of had enough of their coach and said, all right. Let's bring in somebody else. Well, who do they bring in? A former Patriot himself and Mike Braybill. And this also means you change coordinators as well. And Matt LaFleur and Dean Pease uh, are your two coordinators, offensive and defensive, respectively there. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be plenty of memes on uh, that one. Uh, oh, Yes. <laughs> How many times are we going to hear Dean just peed himself <laughs> from somebody <laughs> when the defense makes a hit or something? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, so DeMarco Murray announced his retirement, even though he he was starting to not be very effective uh, towards the end of the year last year anyway. So it's Derrick Henry and Dion Lewis this time, another former Patriot. Uh, Dion Lewis, of course. A tremendous role with Tom Brady and uh, effective both in the passing game and in the running game. Especially last year, he really got to show off what he can do running uh, after uh, you know the terrible injury he came back from. And Marcus Mariota's been better; uh, he's improved. He's get Corey Davis uh, to help him out there uh, in the run in the passing game. Delaney Walker still. I think the biggest thing. For the Titans is, can Mariota make that at least offensively? Anyway, can Mariota make that next step? And Uh let's let's hope their receiving core can stay healthy because you know Eric Decker already announced uh, retirement. Um, After the Patriots, (laughs) yeah, for the Patriots. So, uh, former Titan, I forgot that he got sent to another team, but. Yeah, you know, uh, with Taylor and a few of the other guys hoping, uh, Mariota's hoping th- they can mature along with him. I think it's th- – there's a lot of questions there, right? Because you got a whole new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Can they come together to, br- you know, build this offense around Mariota and have everything work just as well or similarly well to how it has – in years past.
0: And I'm going to say no. Now granted, curse of Blaine Gabbard aside, we've seen him in Jacksonville, Arizona, San Francisco. Now Tennessee, he's your problem at backup. But I've always said this about Mariota. He was under a fantastic system set for him under Chip Kelly at Oregon. And I even said myself, he needs to be under a similar sort of offense to try to get his NFL potential. These are the offensive coordinators he's had. They're not going to build anything near that no-huddle, up-tempo, read-and-react kind of style. They're going to build more ground or West Coast, more traditional NFL-style offenses. So I don't know if Mariota is capable of making the next step in those systems. I think for these sort of traditional systems, we're seeing
1: his ceiling or close to it.
0: That's not going to be good for Tennessee fans.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, this offense won't really work anyway if Lewis and Derrick Henry aren't running the ball. It's going to make it a lot easier for Mariota to... Do you play action, do some boots, or be able to run if he has to, kind of thing. I think that's where Tennessee's, even with Bravel, where Tennessee has been most effective is when they had Henry and Murray both running. You couldn't stop them. You know, they were getting huge chunks of yards, and then Mariota could have his pick of passes or have easier opportunities at passes. Right. That's going to be difficult if, say, the run game gets stopped and Mario is having to carry a lot more on himself, which, I don't know, I think it can still work just as effectively. I think that sort of factor of Dion Lewis, you don't know if he's going to go out to catch a pass or he's going to go and run, uh, it helps them in that regard too. It's another outlet. Along with Del- Delaney Walker, that you gotta really watch out for. So, I wonder though if the defense is the bigger issue. for For Tennessee, they had they were kind of middle of the road and everywhere. They mm-hmm. were kind of just doing what they had to do, getting you through. Bend but don't break. They did add a wonderful linebacker in the draft in Rashawn Evans, who. Uh, he's going to be their guy. He's going to be the guy that they're looking forward to be sort of the captain there. If he can really take off in that role, I think that defense performs a heck of a lot better. If not, oof, I think you got to be a little worried there.
0: Yeah. And with the rabel and his defensive background, I think he's going to know how to ways to try to shore it up. But at the same time, you still got miles to go. Even in this division, just the quarterbacks that you're going to see, and we'll get to those later on. But just, uh, between that and getting into situations where Mariota, instead of maybe throwing 20, 22 times, will have to throw it 30 to 32 times a game, I'm not seeing much better than really a last place finish out of this team. It's a rough first year for variable and good, decent looking uniforms, but not a lot of good play in them, at least in 2018.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I can place them in last place. Wow, that was bad. I don't think I can (laughs) see them finishing last just yet. I think with uh, the bigger problems you have in Indianapolis right now, Mm. I don't know. Not
0: as big as you would think. The Colts made their two biggest decisions in the offseason. Get rid of Chuck Pagano, which was a plus because he was hindering Andrew Luck's growth. We all can say that. You bring in... The king of comebacks, for longtime quarterback, offensive guru, pastor, you name it, in Frank Reich, as of your head coach, saying this is what we're going to have as our philosophy. You also strengthen your offensive line. Knowing that your franchise quarterback couldn't throw a football for a month and a half and then threw a smaller one for a month or two after that, you finally addressed the biggest key need. Yes, I think there could be problems as far as who Andrew Luck is going to throw to, but he's shown that he is very capable taking not a whole bunch and turning it into an 11 and 5 season. Is he quite up to that level now? No. Could he get up to that level? Maybe later in the year, yes. But I'm not really counting him out, given the state of this division. Outside of it, it's going to cause issues. But with the state of this division, this is going to very easily help him come back to be where we saw his first three years in the league.
1: Yeah, I think, obviously, having a quarterback that's a coach... Helps Mm -hmm. out a lot Uh, in that regard of knowing where he's been, being able to talk him through that, and and being able to get him back up to speed to what he is. I think another thing that helped is finally improving that offensive line. Yes, they've been adding draft picks the past few years, but they haven't necessarily always worked out. I feel like Quentin Nelson's going to be that guy that is going to be that linchpin at guard, that finally kind of starts bringing that line together along with Brian Kelly and uh, Anthony Costanzo. We'll see how that goes. You know, like you said, Andrew Luck hasn't – look, he's made Dante Moncrief into what he is, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Moncrief went on and still played well with whoever they put back there at quarterback uh, for him. You know, uh, Jacoby Brissett found him just as well. Uh, but, you know, he's still got T.Y. Hilton, his favorite target. Ryan mm-hmm. Grant was a, a fantastic uh, target at in Washington. So then you got Marlon Mack, who's versatile as well. So, you know, you can put him out there to, to catch or, or to run. And Eric Ebron might finally have... Work out somewhere. I mean, I think he's he's been someone that's sort of been under the radar there for the Lions, and yeah, maybe he just needs a guy that consistently throws more to him or something.
0: Yeah. To be fair, there's like three different tight ends in Detroit that Eric Ebron was part of, and it was almost like a plug and play system with Matt Stafford. Now with a guy again just as capable an arm and Andrew Luck entering the number one tight end. I think that's going to help him flourish.
1: Yeah. And look what he uh, did for Dwayne Allen. Who's sitting there in new England now. Mm-hmm. Um, his buddy at Stanford was a, why can't I remember his name is with the saints right now. Uh, so we know that Andrew Luck, uh, if you remember his name, Eric, just shout it out. I can't. Why, why wrong. I can't right now. No,
0: so I, I'm right there with you.
1: Uh, I'll say it when we talk about the Saints and, and their division, and I'll go, why the hell can I remember that? But we know Andrew Luck has a history with being uh, pals with, with tight ends and throwing to them quite a mm-hmm. bit. So, you know, you give him one in Eric Ebron, I think that's that's definitely going to be – a plus for them, and the defense was starting to really make headway last year. Uh, Malik Hooker was a tremendous pickup in the draft. I mean, he was he was their guy at the back that you're going, okay, I actually have to be scared of him. I actually have to be scared of their defensive backfield, and uh, he puts up another performance like that again. You're going, yeah, that's... If that the rest of that team can build around him, then you're improving there. I think, I don't know. I just don't know that Andrew Luck's just going to come back firing on all cylinders and Mm-mm. this is back to being the Colts again, you know? Um, plus, I think the the team we haven't talked about, if they stay healthy, they're the team that's going to run, give Jacksonville a run. In the Houston Texans. Uh, Now, obviously, this all comes down to Deshaun Watson cannot get hurt again. No. No. Uh, No. No. But if he stays healthy, you know what you have with the Texans. DeAndre Hopkins and everybody that he can throw to. And then you have – now you have a a dual threat in Lamar Miller and – uh oh, jeez. Why can't I remember his name? <laughs> the twenty-seven. Uh, See, I even know the freaking guy's number and everything. Oh, Deontay Foreman. That's Foreman. It. it. Foreman, there it is. Foreman. Uh, he was their bruiser back, and even then, when when Miller, perhaps wasn't playing as well, Foreman would carry the load. So, and they still got Mister Alfred Blue back there. So, on offense the skill position is set. the problem is their offensive line is not as good as it has been in years past so that's going to be a problem Deshaun Watson is he can run away from people and, and make plays on the run so that covers you a little bit but
0: right, I wonder if that's sure. going to be
1: an Achilles heel for them this year
0: yeah, you gotta be sure that when he's out of the pocket that he doesn't take hits. I hope he's going to spend a lot of time learning how to slide in these situations, but uh hopefully maybe during the season Houston will find a way to upgrade. Because hey, things like that can happen.
1: And we haven't even got the cut downs yet, so maybe no. there's a good offensive lineman that gets cut that he could pick up or something like that but that's the one worry i have offensively for them obviously barring injuries is Mm -hmm. and that's the biggest one obviously you gotta you got to uh it's the same thing i'm gonna worry about Dak now with the cowboys when we get to them is (laughs) oh now you've lost two of your three major linemen oh god you know that's that's a whole different team right there but And that also affects the running game as well. Can Lamar Miller and Foreman have as good years without uh, the, the better lines that they've had? And then defense, this all comes down to injuries again. Like, J.J. Watt has got to be around. Uh, now, granted, they did pretty well without him last year, but if he can be there for more than five games, that adds a whole different dynamic to that defensive line. If Clowney can be the Clowney we saw last year and not the Clowney from previous years, along with Whitney Merciless, I mean, you're looking at another uh, tremendous uh, defensive line along with Ben McKinney as well. Just to me, that's all that comes down to for the Texans is, The front seven are really well, you know, fleshed out, and they're going to have their day as long as people can stay upright.
0: Absolutely, and I really think if everything happens and things go their way, this is a potential playoff team. I mean, we saw it when Deshaun Watson was at his best just coming into the league, and I guess you could say in a bit of a blessing in disguise, Teams don't have a lot of film on him just yet. If I'm Houston, I'm taking that to the fullest advantage.
1: Yeah, I didn't even talk about the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, getting added as well to that defensive backfield. I mean, he's he's another one. You got to worry about injuries, but he stays healthy. I mean, Lord, that, that is another person you have to worry about on that defense Mm -hmm. i mean i think for me that puts him over the edge with if deshaun watson puts in that same like seven games that we saw last year with the defense and getting to keep most of the people upright if they're not fighting jacksonville tooth and nail for first the whole year something went wrong
0: Oh, well, uh, they're going to be fighting tooth and Hill for first. I just still say it won't be Jacksonville.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. So what? What do you feel like will be that end? Of, the end of the season. We got to predict it now because we're literally mm. almost like a week and a half away. We're, we're <laughs> not going to do a uh, a big old season preview this year because we're doing these so. Uh, late there's not I mean yes somebody like what happened in Dallas you could have a big injury like that that changes Mm -hmm. uh, literally changes their projections uh, after we do these and we won't be able to correct ourselves like we did last year but it is what it is sometimes so rank them man what do you think who's winning the AFC South for you
0: I've got Indy winning the South uh, in a close fight over Houston. I've got both of them making the playoffs. I've got the Jaguars in somewhat of a distant third, even more so now after the Lee injury and looking at the attitude of the front office. And I think they do beat out
1: Tennessee Titans finishing the cellar. Okay, a couple questions there. Why do you think the Colts are going to... Do you really feel like that's all Andrew Luck needed was getting Frank Reich in there as a coach and Absolutely. they've done enough for that line to say, okay, Colts are getting back?
0: Absolutely. Now, is it going to be quite the dominant Andrew Luck like 11-5 and 5 level that we've seen his first few years? Not quite. But... With how everything shakes out, and especially with their schedule, don't be surprised that even if he's at 80%, 85%, you don't see them finish around that mark. Maybe a little bit worse, but that takes the division.
1: Yeah, and it may not take much for this division to... I mean, they may... All be really close again, or there could be some discrepancy, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're going to get the really close division. Uh, I think Houston's going to win the division. Uh, I feel like with Deshaun Watson coming back from an injury again, uh, look, it's a second torn ACL. He could very well have another one. I hope not. I would really miss seeing him on the field. He's one of the best players in the league when he's on. I think with all those weapons he has, um, which if uh, I can't remember, not Braxton Miller, the other one, uh, the really fast Wolf. kid. Uh, damn it! Either it's way, not, it's not Wolf Fuller. Yes, Wolf Fuller. Yeah. <laughs> So having Will Fuller for the whole year because I think he missed quite a bit
0: mm-hmm. last year. Uh,
1: I think that's gonna add a lot. You have Miller and Foreman from the beginning. You know what you have. Again, that's the the one thing I do worry about. Again, is is the offensive line gonna be good enough to give Watson time to move around and find who he needs to find? Uh, maybe they need to put out more receivers. To, to help out in that regard, Will O'Brien's been able to work pretty well with Watson and, and figure that out. Uh, I think the defense is what's going to put him over the top with the addition of Tyron Matthew. Um, I think JJ Watson is healthy this go around, so I'm going to say Houston does it and, and wins the division again. <sighs> Man. I'm going to give the Colts a little bit of a push to third, but I can't do it to second. I just feel like I do think that that Jacksonville defense is going to take a little bit of a step down. I think that's really hard Mm -hmm. to be able to do that again, to be able to be that dominant again, even though you have almost pretty much all the same pieces. I think the offense is going to let them down a little bit more. On this end, because yes, Dante Moncrief gives you a lot of the things that you got with Alan Hearns and Alan Hearns was hurt a lot. So he wasn't really around. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that you got the and again, with the Marquis Lee injury, who was supposed to be your Alan Robinson replacement. Who do you have now as your uh, Alan Robinson replacement? I know that they had um, a few other few guys step up big um, last year.
0: Yeah, and I'm hoping that this year Shane Wynn somehow makes the roster. He has, at the very he is he a full There was rom- another
1: guy though that really stepped up for them. I think eighty four was his number last year. I don't remember. He like became a big name. I don't know if he's uh just from being able to to start a lot. But uh yeah, either way, Jacksonville on offense has has some things to to figure out, and then uh, the Titans. I think it's just it's Mike Vrabel's first year. Look, Mike Brabel's proven that he's a he was a terrific player. He was a good coordinator. I think he could definitely step into the role of coach very well. I don't think that it's going to cause Marietta too many problems, but. Again, I wonder about that defense, if they're going to be good enough. And, you know, how will everything just shake out offensively? I think you've got too many qu- That's why I'm saying I don't think there's going to be a lot of separation between the teams. Mm-hmm. You know, but I do think you have a class of the division right now in Houston with Jacksonville right there next to them in second. Colts third. I do think Frank Reich is going to help Andrew Luck in improving and he might get back to himself. The defense has been getting better. I have faith in that offensive line to to move them away from one of the worst in the NFL to at least middle of the road. And, yeah, Tennessee's just got too much new going on mm-hmm. uh, for me uh, that they'll be in fourth. I'm not saying they're, like, bottom sellers or anything, but they'll be in fourth. So, all right. I think that's going to do it for us talking about the AFC South. Uh, We're going to have another football division right now. Basically, you can listen to it here Uh, along with this one. We're going to do the AFC West, which includes one of our friends. He's been on the podcast before, Mr. Robert Taylor. He's a (laughs) Chiefs fan. Of course, uh, Eric has a little bit of a a little bit of a connection there to Oakland so you know it gets to talk about them and sadly we don't get to have her on the podcast anywhere we have a I've always have her in my memory the Super Chargers fan that's always been a great uh like great supporter and just a, a really cool person I know she's still upset that they're the Los Angeles Chargers now and not uh, San Diego anymore but still they're the Chargers you can support them and, exactly. of course, goes Broncos. Just, you,
0: she won't necessarily be terribly upset, at least the fact that they're going to be moving on a StubHub soon. Hopefully, yeah. we'll stick to moving to the Coliseum and not sharing the stadium. But, hey, I'm not cranky. So, yeah.
1: We'll see how that goes. But, all right. Uh, on to the next one. AFC West uh, Division Preview. If you like what you heard, hit subscribe. Football to the max. You can subscribe to that W Two Network as well that will uh, let, get you everything that we produce, whether it's by my hand or someone else's Harry's or Brandon's or uh, or even, you know, our partner podcasts as well. So uh check everybody out, give them a listen, and check out w 2 com and we will see you guys later. Peace.